Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, we are on the eve of NBA free agency. The Phillies have been going streaking. Not me going streaking, Jeff. The Phillies were streaking. That's I know that second, confuses that's you. That's the second time you've said that today. I know that confuses you. You're scaring off our listeners. The so, U.S. So. women's national team is currently up one nothing on France as they start the second half. Mm-hmm. But we're going to start the show talking some baseball, aren't we? Yeah, I think what we're going to do is we're going to start talking to Chris Guccione, an MLB umpire. Chris, are you on the line? I am on the line. Well, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. For our listeners not familiar, you have worked a World Series. You worked an All-Star Game, the World Baseball Classic. You were in Major League Baseball for nine postseasons, the last nine of them. Some experiences for you there, right? Yeah, I've been blessed with uh, some postseason, and I've had a lot of fun doing it. So we decided to have you on because we saw you're doing some amazing things out in Colorado. I'll let you, Jeff give the background of the initial story, and then we'll talk about how you got involved. So we've talked in okay. the, we've talked over the last week about the issue with where parents uh, got way overzealous uh, and got in a fight at a little league baseball game. Chris, um, you got involved in that afterwards in talking about and supporting not only the kids, but, but the umpire who is, I can tell you from firsthand experience, my son was an umpire when he was 13 years old for little kids. And it always frustrated me that parents were already overzealous in youth sports, but the fact that they would in any way abuse or put pressure on 13-year-old kids that are serving as umpires always struck me as just it, it, there's just no ration rationale for it so tell us how you got involved in what you're doing so yeah i heard about the incident uh here in colorado i'm a colorado native native grew up in a small town in south central colorado salida and i also started on playing with 12 13 year olds just doing my brother's games there the babe ruth league i earned a few dollars five ten bucks here and there doing some of the some of the games there was enough money to go buy a, a couple of fishing lures and it, it held me over for the week. But yeah. So when I heard about the incident, I was, uh, I was on the road, uh, obviously. And then, uh, it, it struck me, it hurt me. I was saddened by it and I was shocked and I couldn't believe that something like this could happen at a youth baseball game, let alone a seven year old, uh, game with a 13 year old umpire. So I was, you know, it, it struck me pretty good. Well, just by chance, my schedule was switched, and it happens from time to time. And you know, there's some guys that get hurt and whatnot, and they have to move guys kind of, you know, to different crews just to kind of balance it all out. Well, it just happened that I got to come back to Colorado uh, to work, and it was a perfect opportunity to just reach out to the family, the Cordova family, the, the family that was involved, and their son, and just simply invite him to the game and show show them our life as umpires, you know, bring them down to our room and uh, just kind of host them uh, at the Rockies game uh, on Sunday, on this coming Sunday, they're playing the Dodgers. So, How special, well, a few questions. How special is that an opportunity for you to try and make it right for somebody who was clearly wrong? When, when Jeff and I had talked about it previously, we do a minor league show, and I, I said I was horrified, but I wasn't shocked. I'm just not shocked by parent behavior anymore, unfortunately. It's still awful, and I think it's terrible. But what was your reaction when you saw it, and, and what are you going to say to him when you see him on Sunday now? Oh, I'm just going to tell him how proud I am 
of what he did, standing up for himself and what is right, uh, holding the integrity of the game, uh, first and foremost, and being brave and courageous to confront another adult that's much older than him. And, you know, he took a stand. And unfortunately, things got out of control, and it led to that. But, you know, that the, the thing is, is this could this could affect somebody's life uh, forever, you know, and maybe this kid, and it sounds like he's going to continue umpiring. And he has a passion for baseball and, and great for them. And, um, you know, it, it, could, it, it could affect somebody their entire lifetime and they might not ever want to step on the field again. And actually, you know, I've read uh, an article not too long ago and we have a problem here in Colorado that it's hard to find officiate, uh, officials for, umpire, you know, umpires, officials, football, basketball, baseball, just because of some of the stuff that's that's happened to them. So well, who I just wants want to, to take the abuse? To, yeah, and there's some abuse there, and it's just it's not worth their time or money. And, and uh, you know, I want to encourage him to keep going and moving forward. And, and kids want to – kids who love baseball want a connection to baseball through their whole lives. And, and a kid like this, I don't know if he also plays baseball, but this is – for a kid to do this at 13 years old, he obviously has a passion to be involved in the game of baseball. He's not making enough money to be doing it for any other reason. So to, for a parent, any parent that's listening, realize this is, this is a 13 year old kid. He's a kid and, and mm-hmm. he's doing this because he loves the game and it's actually helping with all the other kids that are actually playing the game. And Chris, Jeff comes at it from his own angle, having coached his son's team and seen the behavior of parents and, and taken on some of that. And that's something that we talk about a lot, about you know what lessons kids are learning by what they're seeing from the parents and adults in the stand that they should or should not learn. And, and this is an example of how not to do it. Mm-hmm. Correct, yep. So... Okay, so now Ums Karen, you step in and you, you get to bring him out. It's a great opportunity for you guys. You know, people don't often realize all the stuff that the umpires are doing to try and help. And we've had a few of you on to sort of talk about this opportunity to reach out. What does it mean to you when you get to bring somebody in who has had some type of challenge like this or something else to show him that it will get better for him, that it's not just like that, but then if he stays and watches the game, they may yell at you as the ump anyway, but yeah. what, what, what does it mean to you to be able to, to do something like that for him? Oh, it's special. You know, it, I, I just want to remember or want people to understand that it's not really about me. This is just, you know, just a heartfelt uh, desire that I have for, for the kid and his family. And, you know, it, anytime you're able to, to just bring a smile or encouragement to somebody else, it always feels good. You know, it's always a good thing to do. Absolutely. To spread a little kindness around the world, you know, just a little bit. You never know how far just a little bit of kindness will go. It, it could go a long, long way. So it's it's really about him. And it's, we can't forget the um, the other families and the other kids involved because they witness this as well. So, you know, there's probably some trauma there with those young kids, those seven-year-old kids and their parents as well. So. You know, I wish I could have them all to the ballpark. Well, it's uh, it's something yeah. special you do, and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you while we had you on a few baseball questions too. We're coming up on All Star break. You've you've been an umpire at a baseball game. What's the experience like for an umpire at an All Star game? You know, we always look at the player experience and what they do. What's it like for you to be able to to be in that experience? 
Yeah, it's a special experience. It's a it's a an earned earned event. It's an event that your family can uh, come with you. They can experience because you know, as an umpire and even a player, a coach, or manager, it takes a lot of sacrifice from your family, your wife, your your mom and dad, your children. You know, they all sacrifice because you're on the road so much. So it's a great opportunity to have them come with you, enjoy the game. And it's just a fun-filled event, especially the All-Star game, because, you know, it's it's all about just what the game means. It's about having fun. It gets right back to the basics of, you know, the heart of baseball. So, yeah, it's a great event. What's what's the funniest thing that's ever, that anybody's ever said to you at one of these All-Star games? <laughs> I assume that they're a lot more lighthearted uh, oh. and less competitive. Yeah, they're uh... – I tell you, there's probably so many, I can't even think of one right now, but, you know, I've only worked one all-star game, but, you know, guys, the guys on the field, they're great, you know, and every once in a while there's a blow up, but hey, we're competitive, we want to win, I get it, and I respect each and every one of those guys, it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you walk on that field and you're part of that field, I have the utmost respect, because it is a hard game, it's a long season, it's hot, it's cold, some days it's you know, 100 degrees some days, and it takes a lot to, and it's a quick moving game. So, you know, the guys, they're really good. And, and I, in the end, they want to win, but they also want to have fun. So, you know, you, you, you kind of joke around with different guys, uh, even throughout the season on the field. You know, you talk about baseball being a quick moving game, and, you know, it's become a debate. We're not sure why, but it's become a debate recently as to what, whether the team should extend the nets from foul pole to foul pole. Um, we see how it's impacted players when it's happened. How does it impact an umpire, and what what is your thought about extending the nets? Yeah, it's devastating. I, I never every time there's a foul ball scream into the uh, into the stands, I just pray it misses somebody. I mean, it is. And these guys these days, they're so much stronger and powerful, and guys are throwing harder. I mean, that ball sometimes you see like these stat casts and. I mean, it's leaving the bat at 115, 116 miles an hour sometimes. So I just cringe every time. So, hey, if, if there's more protection, I mean, they've done great ex- extending them already. Major League Baseball has in the teams. And uh, they've done great so far. But, you know, if they want to even extend them farther, I would have no problem with it. Well, and the Nationals and White Sox did say that they're going to extend it farther. So, you know, we hope that other people will join in and do it. Chris, we really thank you for giving us a call in and giving us a few minutes. Yeah. Uh, we we wish you the best of luck with what you're doing, and we look forward to seeing the follow-up on it because, uh, like you said, everybody who was involved in that was impacted, and the little piece that you will play will certainly help to make it better for him. So thanks so much for the time yeah. calling in. You're, wel- you're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me on. Let me just plug Ump's Care. We'd love you know, to. If anybody wants to check out, yeah, just check out their website and look at all the programs we're involved in, and it's a great charity, and... You know, our, our motto is uh, helping people is an easy call, which it is. So it yeah. is. I appreciate your guys' time. Thank you. We will keep having you guys on to talk about the good work that Ump's Care is doing, and, and thank you so much. We appreciate it. You're welcome, fellas. Have a great one, Chris. Yeah. Jeff, it's, I mean, okay, where do we start? It's amazing what the I'll, Ump's are doing. I, I will I will start, and, and, you know, believe it or not, we'll get 
people on social media actually criticizing us for this, that, that umpires are an important part of, of baseball. If you want to criticize well, Jeff, you can call in 888-728-9941. Give your take. Tell us why Jeff is wrong, that umpires are not people. But we we happen to believe that they are. Um, I, I just I just think that umpires are a critical part of the game. I mean, you and I talk often about things like uh, the use of technology, and, and I believe that just like players make mistakes, umpires make mistakes, and that's part of the human element of baseball, and that's what makes baseball special. And part of the other human element of 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 sports is how it impacts communities, and and something like what Chris is doing. It, it is a, it's a it's an act that he didn't take on for any recognition himself. I mean, I think guys like that deserve recognition, but he didn't do it for that reason. He did it because he saw that a 13-year-old could be hurting uh, for something that the kid was thought he was doing that was right. And and to take that on and to to help that kid out will have a huge impact. I would look. I wish I could go in a time machine and see in, in 10 years whether or not. This young man, the 13-year-old, ends up being a major league umpire today or where he ends up because somebody supported him, whether it's doing it as an umpire or something else. And and people should think about that when they're at a game. I'm not saying that absolves an umpire if he makes a bad call or things like that. I was going to say, I'm proud of you. You didn't bring up Joe West once in that conversation. <laughs> I, I thought maybe I'd have to get my own dump button out here for, for our guest so that he didn't have to be peppered but, by your questions yeah, about I mean, his colleague. I mean, think about it. We've, we've, had, we've had several really nice guys that are umpires on here and all involved in Ump's Care as a charity as we're involved in it too. And it, it's, it's something that people should look at when you look at the whole of a person or the whole of an organization. I do want to talk a little more about the Nets, though, because yeah. this young girl, two years old, mm-hmm. got a fractured, fractured skull, skull bleeding on yeah. the brain. Mm-hmm. There was an analysis by Bloomberg that 1,750 fans are hurt by foul balls each year. Mm-hmm. That's two per game, two mm-hmm. every three games. Mm-hmm. What else is it going to take? See, I don't even look at that. I I, I don't care whether or not there have been a, I, I care that there were injuries, but... How many injuries doesn't actually impact me. What actually impacts me more is things like what Chris just said, which is the velocity of that object coming at you uh, and these guys getting bigger and stronger. So for the traditionalist, and I count myself as a traditionalist, or as you call me, the get-off-my-lawn guy, <laughs> um, you say, well, I didn't have nets in my day. Well, they weren't hitting the ball the way that they're hitting it now. It wasn't launching off the bats the way that it's launching now. And it doesn't matter whether it was or it wasn't. You have the technology available as in something as simple as a net that doesn't impact your viewing experience. It just impacts your ability to have a line ball streaming at you. So what is the downside? It doesn't cost that much to do it. And while I applaud the two teams that you just mentioned that are doing, I question why the majority of the league hasn't already done it. Yeah, I'm not sure what else it's going to take. The, the, this should, this, we have an all-star break coming up, right? They should all be installed at all-star By break. By the time that you get back to your local ballpark, it should be installed. There, should, there is no reason that it wouldn't be. Well, apparently it's not going to be. We don't know that. I mean, look, maybe, maybe we'll be pleasantly surprised when we get back, but... 
go to a game, sit in that lower level, and see how fast the ball comes screaming at you. You want to talk more fan behavior, or do you want to get into the Phillies? The well, game are, what, are you going to talk about streaking again? No, but that's when we get to the Phillies, oh, not okay. the fan behavior. The Phillies are streaking. Well, t- well, technically, there were three guys. You said that there were three games in a row where fans rushed the field at Dodger Stadium. Why Dodger Stadium? The last time was a father and son that did it. Oh. And so, you know, Look, we talk about we talk about what's going on at the little league level with yeah. these parents. Uh-huh. This is not all fans, but yeah. there are some fans that go to the game in order to disrupt what's going on at the game. Uh-huh. It's a safety issue for not only the people in the stands, but the players on the field. I mean, Bellinger's had women run up to give him a kiss this week. You never know who's is running the up there. Kissing bandits still around? Apparently, they're back now. So I, no, but is the original? I'm just saying, events. Major League Baseball has a couple of safety issues that they need to look at, both from the people that are on the field and their safety with others getting on it, and the people that are in the stands being protected from things flying at them at high velocity. All right. So, so here's here's my public address for that. If you run on the field, uh oh. Okay. You deserve whatever comes at you because and this, this is, is the, the lawyer speaking no this you? is the, well this is the serious part does anybody remember steffi graf yeah okay what happened or not monica Steffi-Graf, sellis monica sellis she got stabbed a guy ran on the court and stabbed her with a knife yes people her, her, laugh about it and they think it's funny when the guy gets tackled by the security officers yeah, it's not funny but what if somebody actually gets hurt you don't know what that person has in their hand you don't know what they have and and you don't need a weapon to hurt somebody so uh, well, I'm, I'm th- just saying it's time to do something about this, some of the stuff before it's uh it goes any further. Well, l- can we go streaking? Come on, the Phillies are streaking. They lost seven in a row. Can, can I? Then they won four in a row. I'm speechless are for they, the first time in the show. Are they going to? I'm continue? actually considering running out of the studio because it's not something I would ever want you to ask. The me Phillies question. are four and a half games yeah. behind the Braves and clinging to a wild card spot right now. They were up three and a half games in the East a few weeks ago. Yeah, they've gone streaking. They no, lost they've seven. Gone bambooing. They lost seven in a row. Yeah. Then they won four in a row. Mm-hmm. Now that they have bamboo. Yes. And they're taking their bamboo and their talents to you South re- Beach. You know what this means, right? That everybody's but, buying bamboo. Well, that too. <laughs> if everybody, if there, if there is, was, if there's like a future stock on on you know bamboo futures, buy it now. You might want to buy it, but then sell it in a couple weeks. Yeah, buy it now. No, what it means is is. How many times did you ask your question, who is Brad Miller and why are they trading for him? Brad Miller now can't be cut, right? Okay. He, he could right. not have I, a hit the I, rest of the I season now. I want to have now. a serious conversation. And he's now, no, he's now a leader in the clubhouse. We can't evaluate player talent based on the plants that they bring I'm not the suge- <laughs> Just so we're clear, I'm not suggesting that they should. I'm so, saying that he probably has guaranteed himself. The Phillies are headed to Miami this weekend. We're uh, off the bamboo now. They're getting healthier. Yeah. Uh, they have won. Adam Morgan's back. Adam Morgan's back. Uh, Tommy Hunter is going to be activated. Way. Fernando Salas was DFA'd. Adam Hazley, Adam Hazley was activated, and, he was and now he was sent to AAA. AAA. Five of the eight guys, that's a couple of them, five of the eight guys that are currently on the injured list should be back by the end of July. Mm-hmm. Where is this team right now? They just played the Mets, so yeah. let's not oversell <laughs> what we just saw. And With, before without that, naming names, did you see? Did you see the the meltdown of oh, uh, of a New York personality? It was classic. <laughs> it was he totally lost. He's a his little mind. unhinged, didn't you? Anyway, he but, totally lost cow. his mind. But I, yeah. I do not. I still have. I've had the same concern since the start of the season, and whether they win seven, win four, or lose seven. So what's on your mind? I still brother? have the same concerns. Yeah. 
What the bullpen they? still isn't strong enough. Their starting pitching still isn't strong enough, and the lineup is streaky. Did you want? You just like using the word streak. Huh? <laughs> that wasn't even my intention there. <laughs> but they they go hot and cold. So you think they should assign C- Craig Kimball? No. Why? I don't. <laughs> his his uh, velocity is down to ninety eight. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't think they should assign Kimbrel, but yeah. But so my question is, what do they need? What do they need, and should they be buyers starting or pitching. not? They need starting pitching. Are they good enough if they get starting pitching to win, or are you selling assets? Like I was looking at the farm system this year, and mm-hmm. we follow it a lot. But in terms of the rankings in Major League Baseball, they traded away some talent to get Real Muto in here. Who? The the Phillies. Sixto Sanchez. Sixto he wasn't going to help you this year. That, but that's Jorge Alfaro. Yeah, but see, th- that's that's part of what the system is for, right? So you got an all you got an all star cat a perennial all star catcher in J T Realmuto. Okay? okay. So and you gave up Sixto Sanchez, who wasn't going to help you this year, and, and I'll argue to you won't help you next year. They gave up Alfaro, which is not giving up anything because you got Realmuto instead. And you gave up Will Stewart, and as much as I like Will Stewart, I don't think that's giving up too much. So is this team in a good enough position that they could sell some assets now and make themselves competitive to beat the Braves and some of the other they the Dodgers in the The NL. question is, what is it going to be? Because I, I can tell you right now, as a general manager, the, the first thing that I am asking for Alec is Alec Bohm. Yeah. And, Who and, was named to the Futures game and will be playing in Cleveland. He may be the only Philly playing there. Right. But, but, I, but I will tell you... Alec Bohm uh, has been tearing it up at single A and then high A and now double A. Um, and what I have seen of it is not only his impressive hitting at every level and his ability to adjust, his defense. Because when he came in, his defense was not his strength, and the question was what, whether or not he was going to stick there. This team needs more than anything other position needs a third baseman. Okay, As, as much as... You know, it's hard for me because with Mikel Franco, he is such a personality, it's it's easy to get wrapped up in it. Like, I was at the game on Wednesday night. Um, the team has a lot more fun when he's around. I was going to say, they're a different team when he's in the game. But Alec Bohm, and, and Bal- trust me, Alec Bohm's not going to bring that fun personality but uh nobody's gonna bring the fun when he rockets one into the exactly stands. so uh, if if that's what you have to give up people are going to say to me you got to give them up no you you, you got to hold on to something and that's my question how do you hold on to enough that you don't literally sell the farm to make a team that i still don't think is quite good enough yet Despite the amount I'm, of dollars I'm, hey, they spent, look, I'm with you. Uh, do I think they're going to win the World Series this year? No, no matter what they get at the trade deadline. No, I don't. So, I do not think this team's going to win a World Series, and I, I, I am shocked that I'm saying this. The reason is is because Andrew McCutcheon went down. Him first changed that entire team, and it has been a struggle for Gabe since then. Scott Kingery is doing a nice job since he's yeah, been but moved it took there. A, it took a long time yeah. to get him. There. He seems like he's going to be the leadoff guy though. Now, I mean, Good. he seems to like he's going to be the straw that serves yeah. the drink there. And by the way, to the people last year who said get rid of him because he had you know a bad first. Well, you know, you're year. seeing why you're patient with ball players. You need to give them time to develop. And I know people don't like giving time to develop. They want to win right now. Mm-hmm. I get that, but you're seeing what happens when you do give a little bit of time. Aaron Nola had his second uh, straight really good pitching performance. Didn't get the win. Really Seven good. innings, one hit given yeah. up. 
Are you feeling more confident in Aaron Nola right now? I didn't lose confidence in Aaron Nola to begin with. So you I mean, weren't concerned with no. his velocity being down a little bit and mm-hmm. with the way he was pitching? No. Because I, I was. And I'm still not sure what I have there. I don't know what I have with any of the starters. Oddly, the one I feel most comfortable with right now is Eflin yeah. at times, uh-huh. uh, which I didn't think yeah, I had. Yeah, Ari- has been... Every time Arietta's on, on the mound, I get an alert that we gave up another home run, I feel yeah. like. Uh, and can we talk about that? I know that you keep saying Uh-oh. there's more home runs in baseball. Yeah. The Phillies are giving up a lot of home runs, Jeff. They are. A lot of home uh-huh. runs. And it's not just that there's more home runs in baseball. Well, that's part of it. What What happened this week, though? You saw, after the seven-game win streak, you saw an losing streak, you saw an outcry over Gabe. And all of a sudden now they said, well, maybe we're overloading the players a little too much with analytics, so we're just going to have them look fastball next. What were they doing? What happened to the wait? Hold on, time out. What happened to the curveball machine? Well, they brought the curveball machine out, but apparently <laughs> there were, they had so much in their head that they would. Is there a curveball machine? They did. They put it okay. out on the field on Monday. Okay. And only three people took batting practice uh, with it. Who which, were they? Uh, two bench players and one starter, not Bryce Harper. Okay. Who laughed about? Yeah, he it. did. He didn't like the curveball machine. But what are they? Everybody talks about analytics and if analytics is a good or bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling people. Data is not inherently good or bad. Data gives you facts to make decisions. It seems like they were overusing data and clogging the mind of their players at the plate as opposed to just letting them go up there and do their thing. Because you're always worried about all these analytics at launch angles, okay? For for perfect example, I get it. I understand what analytics says. It makes you a worse hitter. It may make you a better power hitter. Strikeouts are up just as much as home runs are up because the way that you, the way that you were always taught kids to swing is swing so that the bat goes through the plane for the longest period of time. Not anymore. Right. So now it, now it's launch angle. So in order to elevate the ball, well, if you're going to do that, then you're not going through the plane, which leads to more strikeouts. And I know it's a little scientific, but that requires a, a bunch of thinking that you don't have time for. Go. For anybody that's been to a baseball game, it's one thing. I would suggest go into a batting cage and just set it on 70, not 95. Set it on 70 and see how little time you have to react to a baseball coming at you. There is nothing harder in sports to do than to hit a baseball. And and so I've always thought, yeah, you have analytics, and like you, you got to decide how much you're going to use it. And if you, Have you ever played golf? Unfortunately. Okay. You ever take a golf You know who lesson? else thinks it's unfortunate? Who? The people who own the courses I Probably. played on. You ever take a golf lesson? Yes. Okay. Un- unfortunately as well. After you take a golf lesson, it's probably the worst golf you usually play. Yeah, because you're Be- overthinking everything. Exactly. Yes. So this is the same thing, and it's being reinforced every day to do it. And you just, at some point, being a baseball requires just using your natural ability that got you there. It can't be constantly overanalyzing it. And I, and I would argue that's what's going on. With Franco, Franco, even in his slump periods, is not doing what he did in years past, which is swinging out of his shoes till his helmet comes off. It's something else. And I think that these guys just need to get back to having fun. And when they won the other night, all I kept thinking as I'm watching as, as we're walking out of the ballpark is they look like they're having fun. And it does matter. It doesn't matter how much they get paid. It matters that they enjoy being out there. And if you're enjoying being out there, you're not thinking. You're just playing ball. So as we head to the break, how do you feel about the Phillies at their midway mark right now? Are they 
it seems like we had higher expectations. Have we adjusted higher it? hopes? We had higher hopes. Yeah. Have we adjusted it down now that do you think they're a wild card team? Do you think they're competing with the Braves? What are your expectations for the second half of the season? Look, I, I told you when I went down to Atlanta at the beginning of the year that they have a lot of really good young players who are ready to be here and are starting to come up. This is the Braves are the Braves are the best team in the NL East. Can the Phillies compete? Yes. If you ask me to bet, if I had to go to Vegas and put down money, my money unfortunately would be on the Braves right now. I think you're right with that, and I, I think it's a problem for the Phillies in the long run too because of how strong the Braves minor league system is and that's why the Phillies have to really but look at this here as we go into the break look at the positive we're not the Mets this is true okay because they're not. just firing people and bringing in 82 year old pitching coaches and the Phillies did sign their first round pick Bryson Stott this week with his signing they've signed the, each of their top 10 selections 27 of the top 29 and 31 of 39 overall yeah so, so if you want to go see them my suggestion is wait a couple weeks and then go to Williamsport because my guess is they'll be there. And you'll be going out yeah. there. By the way, for I, I know this isn't our minor league show. You want to go have some fun, go to Reading because right now, think about it, they have four first-round picks in there. They took a picture and put it out last night of the, the four first-round picks. It's, yeah. The firepower on that team is is pretty impressive. Jeff, why don't we hit the break? You can do a read telling me about where you're going with your dog. And when we come back, we'll talk about everything else going on in the sports world. For our family, our pets are our four-legged children. We're always looking for the best of our troller chase. Are you about to do the barking thing again? Uh, I don't know. You just keep reading. All right. That's why we're so excited that Heart and Paw just opened their first pet care center right in our backyard in King of Prussia. Heart and Paw is reimagining pet care from the ground up and bringing the best of all things you need for the healthiest pets into one elevated location. Plus, their services are easily accessible through their app and website. So it's not just a great experience for my dog, but also convenient for me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> By the way, I we did go. I went out there, and it is it is a really impressive facility. You're out there last weekend. Yeah, it's actually it's in a King of Prussia Town Center, which is like this new community, and so it's like a perfect place you can like walk your dog to the vet kind of thing. So. Back to the read. Go for it. Are you going to bark at me again? Nope. Okay. Care, stay, play, style. Heart and Paw is your partner in pet parenthood. You can call Heart and Paw today at 484-965-3535. Again, that's 484-965-3535. Or learn more at www.heartandpaw.com. That was so well done, Jeff. I'm so proud of you. You think they? U.S. Women's National Team is up 2 nothing right now on France. They scored this, a goal while we're on the air? second minute. Yes. It uh, looks like Megan Rapino has both goals again today. Don't know if the president's going to be happy with that one. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a second? I know we don't get political on the show. Sure. But were you surprised to see the st one of the stars of the women's national team over in France tweeting back and forth with the president um, of the United States while because, he's at the G20? Be, I mean, having followed the soccer team and, and followed her, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. No, not no. at all. Um, look, this game, I'm not sure why, why these teams played in the quarterfinals. Did you yeah, happen to uh, see how much tickets were going for to this game? Tell me. $11,300 for one ticket. Dollars or pounds? Dollars. Or, I mean, euros. Dollars. Dollars. $11,300 for one ticket to How France, good is US. that for women's sports, though? Oh, it's great. Uh, yeah. And it, it, I did have a note in last week's show. I didn't get to it, but they did agree to... Uh, to kind of go into uh, 
bargaining over the pay for the women in the women's mm-hmm. national team. So it does look like there's potentially going to be progress there in terms of getting them paid better. Have you been watching the women's national team? Absolutely. I mean, they're they're fun, mm-hmm. and and they're a good team, and they've got it's some great, great it's personalities. Good, look, it's, it's it's like a dream team for women's soccer. I mean, they, they're that good. Who do they play next if they win this game? I think England, but yeah. I'm not 100% sure. I, I think England plays the winner of this match, though. Uh, but it, it's been a really good tournament. The U.S. didn't play their best game against Spain. It, it looks like they're playing a better game. We're kind of watching it. I'm watching it while we're on the air, trying to pay attention to you, Jeff. We can, we can tell you're watching it. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. a good multitasker. Can we get to some NBA free agency? We'll leave soccer there for a minute, sure. and I'll, I'll keep you updated. Uh, Sunday night is a big... Are you going to give us like, like an excited goal score like call? I don't have audio ready. Uh, no, you can do it. Oh no, if I do it, if, I'll like yell too loud. It you won't can, be it's, good. it's okay. Just take, lean back when you do it, but just for, for our, you our just listeners. just lean back and yell goal in we, studio. We want you to, come on, you gotta come up. This is your chance. Nah. This is, this is your interview for working is with Tom, with, no, cause Tommy Smith and JB, JP Telecamera are, are, oh, this look, is my chance to, to be able to. So consider this your job interview. All right. Okay? So if the women's national team scores again, I may okay. make a. Now JP is actually there, there doing, doing the yes, call. Yes, he's doing the call but himself. You, but you could be doing the simulcast. So instead right of here. using his actual call, you want me to just kind of correct be a reject there and try go. and do it myself. Uh-huh. All right. Free agency starts this Sunday night at six. Forty percent of the NBA. That's two hundred plus. Why players, is Saturday night? Well, Sunday night. I mean, why? So, okay, so why? Well, a weekend? it used to be. I know it's midnight, but why not just do it on a weekday? I don't. Why know. on a weekend? Why don't you call the NBA and see? I think Adam right. Silver's a little busy. Okay. Doing right. what? Let's let's talk about the Sixers move bef- moves before they went into free agency this week. It yeah. looks like they're going to sign Shake Milton off of a two way contract, Smart. so he will be on the Sixers roster probably mm-hmm. as a backup point guard. Uh, he played well this year. He got some experience at the NBA level. Probably a good move for them. Mm-hmm. Little surprising they released Haywood Highsmith this week. It does look like he's going to be on the summer league team that Connor Johnson is coaching out in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So we'll see whether he ends up back with the Bluecoats or with some other team. What he does, it looks like the Sixers are going to convert Norvell Pell into their two-way contract. Okay, so uh, I think at some point last season I actually predicted that Norvell Pell should be signed to a two-way contract. I don't get it now. Unless the uh, Norvell is 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 a good rim protector, from what I mean, we we covered him. So, but I don't know if he's really the guy to be taking up a two way contract at this point, unless there's a contractual reason they need to do it. Well, I guess we'll see more about it. I mean, you, you know my feeling who I would uh, who I would want to give it to, assuming it's healthy, which is Cam Oliver. Yeah, we'll see what his health so, is when he comes back. Yeah. Uh, summer league starts soon, but with free not not for everyone. No. No. So Markel Fultz is not going to play no. in summer well, league again. Yeah, there's a shocker. <laughs> He's also not going to play basketball. Right, exactly. Um, any, we talked about it a little bit, and we ran out of time last week, that, that, the, that the fine minds at the NBA have arranged it so that anybody who had to switch caps they can't, can't actually play, play in the, the summer, summer league, league until July 6th. because it bothers that's, you so much about those well, hats. No, but think about it. Why, why do you want to create a situation where – Guys who can get experience can't get experience because they were traded in the middle of the round. Doesn't make sense to me. All right. All right. Let's look at the free agents. Jimmy Butler. All kinds of rumors swirling around. Bye-bye. Seems to, you don't think he's coming back? No, no. You don't think? Are, is it because you don't smoke. think they're going to give him the fifth year? 
and he'll go someplace else because he wants the fifth year? I or think is he's going to force the Sixers' hand. So you think that there'll be a sign and trade is what you think will end up happening this weekend, yep. where we've, we've heard Houston potentially, uh, Clint Capella, P.J. Tucker, Eric Gordon, draft picks. Any of those names or picks interest you while so, you giggle right now? <laughs> so the reason I'm giggling is because one of, one of our uh, friends here at the studio has decided to uh, text me his math. He's, so for our for everyone's benefit, he converted the eleven thousand dollars for the ticket to nine thousand seven hundred and sixty four point six seven euros. Now we can, now, now let's we, go back to our regular schedule broadcast. <laughs> so are you interested in any combination of Clint Capella, PJ Tucker, and Eric Gordon? Okay, I'm going to step back. Do you want to run it back with the team that the Sixers had last year? No. So going into it, you don't want. Do you not want Butler? Do you not want Harris? Do you not want both? I want Harris. I don't want Butler. Okay. So with Butler, would you let him walk? No. no. You would do a sign and well, trade with Houston. Here's the thing. I don't want any. I don't want any part of PJ Tucker. Okay. I don't think he brings anything to the table. I do like Clint Capella. I think that would be an interesting fit to have him at maybe the power forward spot. Would you I, take Eric Gordon? I would take him. Uh, I'd have to see what I don't know what his the length of his contract is. I would not want to have it as an albatross around my neck. But if it's if it's a couple of years, I don't mind having Eric Gordon. I don't know how happy Eric Gordon's going to be here being a backup point guard. Well, we don't right? really we don't really have a point guard. So, well, we do have a point guard, but no. I would argue he should be a power forward. Yes, but we, have, the, we have Ben. Yeah. So I, so I would do that. You and I talked before we went on the air about. The picks. My concern about the proposed rumored trade, which means nothing, is the two picks would be one would be the Rockets pick, which would be uh, lottery protected to some extent. But the Rockets will be in the high end. They'll be good enough that it's going to be a very low first round pick. The other one, I believe, is a Sacramento Kings pick, and that's lottery protected. So, is that one of our old picks that we sent to Sacramento? <laughs> very well that, that we gave away for cash. <laughs> um, I don't think that adds too much, right? The Sixers need to win now. This is their this is their window. All right. So if that's their window and those are the options, looks like Tobias Harris is going to be pursued by the Sixers, the Nuggets, right. and the Mavs. I'm going to give you a list of free agent names. You tell me who you'd be interested in if we're not running it back. Uh, the Lakers have now solved their problem that they created, apparently. Yeah. By, <laughs> by the way, I wish that there was a way that I could get the kudos that, that uh, Rob Palenka is getting for, for trying to fix his own screw-up. He, he made it a situation where he couldn't get another Max player because of the way they did it. So in order to fix the problem, he dumped three more players, including last year's first-round pick, Mo Wagner. So they now have a whopping three guys under contract. Which, which is one more than the Sixers one more have than under the Sixers. contract. You can't win with three guys. I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to play with three guys. So they're going to have to, let's say they get another max player. I got bad news. France scored a goal. 80th minute, 2-1, U.S. You don't have, you got to do some sort of I'm goal. not doing a goal for France. If the U.S. scores, I'd do a goal. So you're so not, why don't you just do goal? Wah-wah. You know, something goal. like that. Wah-wah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay. <laughs> Would you would you take any of the players on this list? Uh, Kemba Walker, yes. Kawhi Leonard, looks like <laughs> yeah. he's going. To yes, the, I'll take him. Looks like he's going to consider the Lakers, Clippers, or Raptors. Looks like the Celtics are talking to Kemba. Patrick Beverly, 
No. No. Marcus Gasol is staying with the Raptors. He's no, not thanks. going anywhere. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell. No. You don't want him. Marcus Morris. Malcolm <sighs> Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is yes. Al Horford. Yes. So how would you construct your team if you have Tobias Harris? My priority would be Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. Because I think that that would make you give you a very potent backcourt, and I think that Malcolm Brogdon would fit better in this offense than Jimmy Butler would. How confident are you in the team going into this weekend as things open up? Not very. I, I have concerns. Yeah. Uh, there's too much. There's too much going on, and there's there's too many. I mean, it looks like the Kevin Durant thing's not going to be as big an issue because every, whoever was interested in him appears to be willing to give a guy with a torn Achilles a max deal. You think he ends up suing Golden State? I've seen some stories mm. about that, about whether he should have been cleared to play, whether he should have played. How I his... think the more interesting part of that was what Andre Iguodala said, saying that he actually had played with a fracture or had a fracture in his leg, and they were downplaying it. And he, he what seemed... they call it, a leg contusion? Yeah, I, I, I was very surprised because isn't he still under still contract? Still under contract. That's what I thought. I was... I was really surprised to hear him basically call out the team doctors. And didn't didn't that make it less likely that Durant would stay? Because now Durant is sitting there saying, oh, this is a real problem here. That's how I interpreted it. I was surprised when I heard Iguodala saying that, and it made me think about, again, what Durant would do with his contract. Now, if you're Durant, you know, you've heard the Knicks, you've heard teams like that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go make that move now? If I'm the Knicks, I mean, you're sitting the Knicks. You would, but if you're Durant, I thank my lucky stars every day that I'm not a Knicks fan. Because as long as James Dolan is the owner there, they have no shot to win in the biggest market in the Look, country. Looks like Golden State is going to offer Clay Thompson a, a max deal, five yeah. years. Smart move to keep him there. Anything else you're looking forward to in free agency when it starts, other than the text messages from me when the people get signed? When you've already <laughs> read the news stories, and I'm telling you anyway. So this is Sunday night. I should cl I should make sure. Turn that your my, phone off. <laughs> my phone is charged. Turn, huh? your, turn your phone off Sunday night. All right. You're not going to want to be near me. Can By we, the way, can can I give a little eye roll to LeBron James supposedly handing his number over? You don't think that he was magnanimous in doing that? When when um the Space Jam two movie comes out, you don't think he'll be wearing a new number? I, in I, it? <laughs> I suggest to you that it, he'll be wearing number six. Number six, and yes. that 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 had more to do with it. Than anything else. I'm going to believe that LeBron's a good guy and just wanted to give up his number. It looks like the NBA is looking to make some changes, what though. Sport. The NBA wanting to change their schedule a little I bit? Lo I love it. It ain't happening. All right. So Go the ahead. NBA is considering shortening their season from 82 games. Uh, the season, they would do it in 2021 or 2022, potentially reduce the number of games down to 58. Mm -hmm. Try to make each game mean more, and then maybe have a mid-season gold style, gold cup style tournament. That part I don't quite. That, I mean, look, everybody's trying to, to. It's you know, it's funny. So for all these years, what we heard is soccer was was not taken off. They're all and, copying soccer. And, yeah, exactly. Everybody is now trying to follow the soccer model, which is is bizarre. Um, I don't get the mid-season tournament. Either do I, except that they say it gives a, a, a team and another team a chance to win, which sounds a lot like a participation trophy to me. <laughs> I'd kind of be worried uh, about injuries, playing in something that means nothing. Well, but no, it does mean something. You're getting a champ, whatever. But you're not the league champion. You're a tournament champion. Is that a participation trophy? You really don't but, like participation no, trophies. No, I don't. But I do think that if they 
extend keep the the season the same length of time date wise and and decrease the number of games players cannot sit out the games do mean more um as somebody who's been a season ticket holder it is kind of as much as i love going it's kind of exhausting it's financially it's you know prohibitive for a lot of people and it's really hard to get rid of the tickets no matter what the team tells you so they um, would start the season at the same time and finish at the same time. Yeah. But they would just play fewer games in between it. And and they should also add that low, the term load management would be banned from the league. Well, they would need to. Yeah. By the way, France is losing their mind because they think they just Why? had a handball on the U.S. player that wasn't called. Not very happy. Was it a handball? It looked like it was kind of a handball. <laughs> and they're, uh, they're not VARing it? Isn't that what they call it? doesn't look like it yet. They're in the 85th minute. It looks like, speaking of VAR, that the NBA is going to explore some coaches' challenges in the summer league. We've seen them oh, do Lord. that what? in the G League. I don't we, want what, what. What are the challenges going to be now? The NBA is going to implement a coaches' challenge at the uh-huh. summer league. Coaches will get only one challenge per game, whether it's successful or unsuccessful. They can use it to challenge only called fouls, goaltending, basket interference, and plays when the ball's knocked out of bounds. It's the same version they've tested for the last year in the G League. You are opposed to more replay. I don't want more replay. I just don't want it. Do you want to know what else they're um, trying out in the summer league? They're going to experiment with connected basketball, putting a motion tracking chip inside the ball. What will that do? Probably let you get some really cool stats in real time to bet on. <laughs> would be my guess. Like what? I don't know. Like what kind of stats? Like arc? I have. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's gonna be like launch angle. There's gonna oh, be the, no. <laughs> the shooting arc guard. angle. No. I don't know, man. I don't know. Wow, and then, that that light bulb went off in my head, and that was oh. No. It looks like they're also gonna use the G League's transition take foul, which means that um, you, you get a free throw. If you try and foul a player who's on a breakaway, um, why don't we just go with winner gets the take out the ball? <laughs> or if you, you score, you get the ball back. You really are a traditionalist. You don't like any changes at all to anything. No, I do like some changes. I don't see what these. I don't you don't see like any of these, these bene- changes. No, I don't think I don't see how this benefits it. Making the game longer doesn't benefit the game. No, right now, why not? What are you getting do- it right? I don't think it benefits the game either. Making it longer. But does getting it right benefit we, the game? We do a little work with the with the G League, okay? And what, what as as the marketing guru among us, you, um, what do you say about the G League? What's one of the biggest things? What what's its benefit? The quickness of the game. It's 120 minutes of action. Right. So why why are we making games that are benefit from being shorter, making them longer? I just remember so they can get it right. I just remember a game at the Fieldhouse earlier this year for the Bluecoats where. They reviewed a sixth foul call on a Blue Coats player, and it was whether or not he was fouled out of the game. And yeah. it, it was the most frustrating review ever to see whether the player Connor could Johnson stay wasn't or not. very happy. Either. No, he didn't like it at all. <laughs> and so, you know, I can just see <laughs> That's that. That's what I remember. I can see that kind of thing starting to happen. Are you concerned about what it then expands to and leads to, or are you just concerned that what they're going to do is going to screw things up? Just don't want more replay. Okay. I just can't take more replay. I, I, there's enough down to, especially if you're there live. If, if you're home, you can get up, you can go get yourself some chips or something to drink, a beverage, whatever you want to do. When you're at the game, it's just like, all right, come on, let's get it. It seems like every minute is 10 minutes when you, when the game is not actually on. 
because I don't know about you, I I don't really care about the 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 other things that are going on at that moment. I love all the in-game stuff they do, but I'd rather watch the basketball game. Can I give you a chance to rant for a second? Yeah. I'm going to get off of basketball and give you to something last week that we didn't get to. Oh, no. What now? The Tampa Bay Rays moving. The X-Rays. Splitting. Go ahead. Rant away. That How you don't... dumb is this? Okay, so tell people what's so, dumb. So the MLB has given the Rays the go-ahead to explore the feasibility of the Rays playing half the season, the first half of the season in Tampa, and the second half of the season in Montreal. Would they still be the Rays, or would they be the X-Rays, the X-rays. half the season? No, they'll be the X-Rays. They'll be the X-Rays. The so X-rays. your combination of it. So are you yeah. naming the new team? No. This is ridiculous. Okay, so I've been, I've actually been to, seen baseball games in the last two years in both stadiums, and I, you're gonna go, how did you see a game in Montreal? That, that stadium is still there. Didn't you see a Toronto game in Montreal? Toronto and, and, um, Boston play the last preseason series there every year. All the old expos come back. The games are close to sold out. The, the city wants baseball in the worst way. There can be no baseball in that stadium. It is not, not safe <laughs> to be playing in that stadium, okay? I heard the Nationals are going to wear their Expos jerseys one night this season, actually. Yeah, probably because they're nervous that, that the Rays are going to move there. The Rays play in a dome where nobody goes, okay? Nobody cares about baseball down there. You did see that it wasn't exactly sold out when we played them in the World Series. No. So just pick up. And move to Montreal. If you can get a stadium, go. Worry, you know, figure it out. But you can, you can't have teams back and forth. First of all, the players' union is never going to allow this. They are not going to allow one team to be playing in two different countries. Where the heck did this idea come from? I mean, if baseball can't be know, sustained in Tampa, no, you know what it is. They're they're, they're trying to negotiate for a new holding, stadium. Is that all they're this holding is about? Tam- they're holding the Tampa area hostage. That's exactly what's going on here. And if I was Tampa, I'd say, look, people don't come out and come down here. It's not a tourist trap to go down to Tropicana Field. Bye bye. Go. We still have our beaches. So that's what you would say. You would say, see ya. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like they're drawing right now in Tampa to begin with. Everybody in Florida is somebody. Who- Move there from another city. You mean they, they root for other people? Exactly. So the only time they ever go is to go root for another team other than the team that's actually the home team. And you could say I'm wrong, except I ha- how many years have been the Rays been in existence, and when was when was the last time they actually sold out a baseball game? Do you feel better? No. I just want to let you get it out. Do Do you feel like you've you've gotten your no. No? I feel better. I was trying. All right. Uh, they're in the second minute of five minutes of stoppage time. The U.S. is still up 2-1. Oh, the so the France team. didn't get that handball, huh? No. They so didn't we're going to have to hear about that for two days. They didn't even review Luckily, it. I don't know France. And look, I don't have the volume on, but yeah. I would guess that that becomes an issue. <laughs> Thank you for not having the volume on of the game on while well, we're on the radio. I was trying to pay attention to yeah. you a little bit. Uh-huh. Not totally. Not but totally. Did you watch the NHL draft at all, or is that just a bridge too far for you? <laughs> that is a bridge way too far. I actually watch it. I know that doesn't surprise you at all. Do you all. know any player that's in the draft? Yeah, I know a bunch of them, but that's besides the point. Okay, that's sad in, in and of itself. Uh, You're not a parent of any of those kids. No, I kind of liked how excited the parents were. So how did the Flyers do? 
I'm confused by what the Flyers <laughs> did. The Flyers did not do as well as the Devils, in my opinion. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Well, because they had the number one pick. But then they traded for P.K. Subban. Right. And that's a bigger move that is. than the number one pick mm-hmm. in the short term. Now, Hughes is going to be really good in the long term, and he's mm-hmm. going to draw a lot of people there in tickets. The move for P.K. Subban is concerning to me as a Flyers fan in terms of what they have to go up against. The Flyers drafted Christian York or Cam York in their first with their first pick. They made a bunch of trades. They they got a second round selection with a trade the the first night. They went in with uh eight picks. They made seven of them on Saturday. They lost one of their second round spots on Sunday. They got another third or on they on, on the seventh round they got another trade in 2020 for a spot. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure what the team was doing here. They took another defenseman and I really thought that they needed a winger. Uh, they've, you know, they signed Kevin Hayes. Whatever you think of that contract, whether it's too big or what, don't get it. He's one of your centers. Nolan Patrick is your center, and right. whoever's centering your first line with Drew on the wing, whether it's Couturier or Drew, however they're they're lining that up. I really thought they would go after another winger. They've gone defense a lot in the past couple of years. I was surprised they went defense with the first pick. It seemed like the right winger they got with the second pick, Bobby Brink, is somebody that that, that people are excited by. Cool name. I knew you would like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I'm not sure what Philadelphia teams do in the draft, Jeff. <laughs> no, are you are you really going to sit there and dissect what the what the Flyers did in the draft? I can t- I can give you three names that will decide the Flyer season this year. Is Ready? one of them gritty? Four names. Sorry. All right. So gritty. Carter Hart's development as a second year goalie in the league. Sam Marin, whether he can stay healthy and would be that big defenseman in the back. And whether Morgan Frost is finally ready, and we can actually see him up here because he's been killing it down there. And they had he, a video of a move that he put on at the the young camp. Yeah, well, where, I mean, more. And for people that don't know, Morgan Frost is the guy that was traded um, a couple years ago for uh, Shen, right? So those three guys. So you got one offense, one defense, one goalie are going to be the determinative factor of whether the Flyers are a exciting team this year along with the guys they already have exciting team and make the playoffs that's the three none of the guys you just mentioned well they won't be have up for any a long impact time. right now so you're drafting hockey more than any other sport unless you're drafting like the top three guys that's for the future the flyers need to start winning now they have enough youth and experience to mesh together that this may work so now let's see if those three guys can be added to the mix that they have. And they, they, I think they'll have a good team. Do you? Yeah. Uh, the women won in advance. They won 2-1. Stoppage time is done. So they will play again in the semifinals. Huge win over France for the women's national team. If that's as excited as you can get. I wasn't trying to make gonna... JP's call. I'm going to let JP Della Cameron make the call, and I'm just going to sit here and talk to you about it. Okay. I'm sorry that my emotion didn't carry well, you away Well, let's there. have him on afterwards and see if he can recreate that call after they win the World Cup. We can definitely do that. Let's do a little extra time here, Jeff. Uh, okay. to catch the Union this week? Back in action on Wednesday night with a tie? Yeah, it was a nail-biter, huh? It was. Uh, you know, tough they got game. down early. Down early, uh-huh. came back, salvaged a 1-1 tie. They are still in first place at 9-5-4. and four. They've got the most goals scored in the league at 32. The best goal differential at plus 11. And they play Saturday night on the road at Yankee Stadium at 7 p.m. I kind of want to go to that, don't you? I, you know, it's funny. I expected a message from you. You're going to Lehigh yeah. Valley, though. Well, that's, a, yeah. I that's the problem. You're uh-huh. doing interviews Saturday. You know who's pitching Saturday? Your boy Cole. Swerving Irvin. He's on the mound. Yep. 
So tell me, what are you looking to get out of Saturday? I'm not going to be there with you in Lehigh Valley, but you got a couple interviews well, lined up, well, right? Well, Hazley's going to be back up, so we're hoping to talk to him. Uh, Austin Listy, um, who we have talked to in the past, is a guy who last year was tearing it up at both high A and then double A. This year he got off to a really rough start at double A. And over the last month with, with Redding, he, he, I want to find out what, what was the what change. Changed? Because it did. And then he was, he was rewarded with a promotion to AAA. And since that promotion, a little less than a week ago, he has been killing the ball. And I don't know what it is, but he has been killing the ball. So we're actually going to go talk to their one-two punch, their leadoff hitter, who is, for the last week has been, uh, John Hernandez, um, who was back, who I thought would have been the first outfielder up had he not gotten hurt earlier this season. Um, and Austin Listy. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun to be out there to catch up with the guys. And I think you might see one or two of those guys. And I think you might see Hazley back up with the team pretty soon. I mean, we'll see what happens depending on yeah. injury and, and moves that they make. Um, I mean, think about it. The Phillies bench is, as much as everything else, the Phillies thin. bench is rough. Very, very yeah. rough. And, and it's not the Phillies, I mean, it's not the Phillies fault. It's injuries fault. But. Yeah. Lots of injuries, yeah. and, and so, I mean, you deal with, with what you can. Are you going to be watching the Union game up in the press box there? Where? You're going to be streaming it somewhere. Oh, in, in Lehigh Valley. Valley? Yeah, you'll be well, watching. Well, I'm going to have to move. Pat McCarthy has his own little bamboo plant next to there. That's right. Yeah, uh, he, which, I, which I'm convinced, but, well, maybe by the end of tomorrow, it might be wrapped in bacon. You've been trying that really hard. I, I, might, I, might, ha- I might have to uh, wrap. You know, like some people TP a tray. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to... Bacon his bamboo. Are you going to drive up with bamboo in your car to there? No, he's got the bamboo. Is this serious? And the bacon's up. Is this, are we really going to ride this bamboo train now? Apparently we have to. Any final thoughts? We've got about 30 seconds left before we finish up. All Any? right. I'm going to do an on this date. I've been saving this just for you. Okay. On this date in 1998 at the King of the Ring. Yes. Uh, who, mankind who? was thrown off the top of the cage. You don't even need to finish reading the question. And, and, the wh- and what was it called? Off. What was it called? What was the match called? Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. The Kobe Come on, event Jack. of King of the Ring. That's so weak. you got to bring something real. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night as we help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.